episode of the tome show is brought to you by noble knight where out of print is available again and listeners like you thanks for using the tomes amazon and DD classics affiliate links hi this is keith baker creator of eberron and gloom and you're listening to the tome welcome to the tome a DD news reviews and interview show and i'm your tome host jeff greiner and I'm Tracy Hurley, and in this episode, number 253, we've hacked our way into the new digital world to bring you a review of Dragon Plus. And with us in this episode is the Tome Show senior editor, Sam Dillon. Welcome back to the show, sir. Hello, thank you, sir. Uh, and also joining us is Sean Merwin, who we haven't talked to in a while, but he's one of our favorite people all in the D&D community. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. And you may recognize Sean from some freelance work he did at Watsy back in the 4th edition days, right? 4th and 5th, yep. 4th and 5th. Oh, what have you done in 5th? I've done three adventures in the Adventurers League, oh. um, as well as some of the D&D uh, playtest content that they put out uh, I helped work on. Very good, very good. See, if I paid more attention to the organized play stuff, I would I would know that you were still doing stuff with them. Very good. And are you still writing it all for Critical Hits? Uh, every once in a while. Uh, I'm also writing for Encoded Designs, which is a new game design company. Uh, so I've been focusing a lot more of my effort in that direction. All right. So you can find him around there, too. And we'll give you a chance to give out those addresses at the end of the episode. Rock and roll. Before we jump into this episode, we'd like to remind you about our great sponsor, Noble Knight, uh, who c- continues to be ever so willing to help the show move forward strong. And in exchange, they hope you swing by and check them out. Our pick for this episode as we dive into the new digital age of D&D is the old digital age of D&D. Noble Knight has copies of many classic D&D computer games, and for this episode, I decided to highlight 1994's Collector's Edition Volume 1, Featuring Curse of the Azure Bonds, Pools of Radiance, and Secrets of the Silver Blades. So if you're looking for some truly vintage D&D video games, that is just one of the many out-of-print products uh, Noble Knight can provide. Noble Knight is an online game store. D&D, they got that and more. And if you think out-of-print games are nice... Shop Noble Knight, cause they've got the best price. And if you got gaming products to sell, then Noble Knight will buy them as well. So go to the place where gaming's the bomb, and head over to NobleKnight.com. And don't forget to tell them the Tone Show sent ya! Now, on to Dragon Plus. Uh, Sam. Yes, sir. What's Dragon Plus? 
Dragon Plus is the fifth edition version of Dragon Magazine. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. <laughs> uh, it, it is a it is a uh, an iPhone, iPad, mobile electronic device on Android as um, well. Yeah, that's why. And, and so Android, any basically, mo, it's mobile device optimized. It is a a way to present articles and to link to new news stories and to uh, link to social media um, and to provide some some amount of interactivity within the magazine. Um, yeah, I think that that covers it. Very good. Very good. Um, and so. Just to, to let people know about our experiences, who's uh, or what I, what should I say is, uh, are people using to consume Dragon Plus? Who's using what devices? Uh, for my experience, I'm using uh, an iPad. Tracy, what are you using? I'm also using an iPad. Sean? I have stolen my daughter's iPad and I'm using that. Okay. And Sam? iPhone 4S. Okay. And so, I, al- I also have an Android tablet, but I haven't actually accessed Dragon Plus on it. Okay, so we're all using iOS, um, and some and Sam's using the small but screen, I'm, and the rest of us I'm, are going to I'm going to pull up my Android right now. How about that? <laughs> okay, that, that'd be fine. I was actually kind of curious, because I, I mean, I know, obviously, how it works on iOS. It is a ma- – iOS has a sort of news or magazine subscription service. Um, called Newsstand, and so Dragon Plus is available integrated into Newsstand. And I wasn't sure how it worked on Android, if it was sort of a standalone app or if it was within something similar on Android. But I guess we'll find out as Sam continues to play with that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the format and functionality of Dragon Plus. When you first open um, the magazine, I guess, it doesn't actually get you into any issues. It gets you into sort of a news feed. Which is largely just um, a collection of updates on the D and D website, up to, uh, combined with their Facebook feed and their Tumblr feed. Right? Are, are those? Are there any more than those three different places where you're getting stuff on that feed? Done as far so. as I can um, tell, that that's exactly right. It looks like Tumblr, the D and D website, and Facebook is where most of this content's coming from, if not all of it. So if you wanted to just sort of check in once a day or whatever and see what the latest stuff going on in D&D is, that might be a way to do that um, if you're not already keeping track of, of D&D on those various places. Uh, and then at the top, you have an actual list of issues. And so right now, we are two issues into to the existence of Dragon Plus. The first issue was uh, titled uh, Elemental Evil Awakens. Because it was all about um, prepping us for the Elemental Evil storyline that was just launching um, at that time, and then the second one is a brief history of D and D video games. That's sort of the the what the the main article, and then there's a lot of other articles um, tangent, tangentially related or completely unrelated to that as well. Um, and so the there are it's sort of like a magazine does, right? They're mostly built around the sort of theme, and then there's other things thrown in um, also. Is there anything else, uh, features, I guess, of Dragon Plus that I'm missing? No. Well, I mean, one of the things I like about it can kind of be considered a feature, and that is that you have the possibility to have interactive maps. So, for example, mm. uh, they have the, the 
article called Travel Talk in the first issue, mm-hmm. and it basically has these really beautiful, you know, pieces of cartography. I probably buy Mike Schley um, from D and D products. It's it's uh, of course right now it's from the Forgotten Realms in this particular article. But basically, you can zoom in to that map. You can you can uh, move it around. It, it's almost like a Google Maps, but for the Forgotten Realms. Mm. Um, within the application, it's really it works really really nicely on my iPhone. So I thought that was really really a nice sort of uh, little feature that you you know it's kind of the reason to have something like this go digital is that you have the ability to to have new sort of technology and new ways to present information, and so it works really nice. I'm not sure how it works on the iPad or the Android. Yeah, no, it works really well. In fact, um, that's one of the. I mean, I've worked with. Um, iOS's authoring software a bit um, due to some stuff I'm doing with my school um, work. And and so I'm, I'm familiar with sort of the capabilities and it leaves me... Um, I know the potential that exists, I guess. And I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing how far they take it. Uh, even in the in the new one, there was a C, uh, an article... I'm trying to remember which one it was. Where they highlight NPCs in a game, I think. Uh, was it in the Sword Coast Legends article? I'm scrolling through. I, think, I think so, yes. Where they highlight NPCs and then, yeah, there they are. And then and then they're the companion characters, right? Uh, and then you can actually um, click on a, a portrait of them all and then flip through it like a... Um, like a gallery, right? And and look at the individual pictures, but then there's a, a hefty caption that goes along with each one. It gives actually quite a bit of detail with some of these. Um, you know, so you can get, a, if you want to dive in deeper with some of these things, there's a nice little, you can get a sidebar that doesn't actually disrupt the flow of the, of the text at all. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of potential there. Tracy. I just so can I mention, oh, go ahead. Uh, even though I know I downloaded the articles before, I just was going to try to refresh my memory about something using the uh, the iPad. And if you don't have an internet connection, it looks like it just doesn't do anything. Oh. It doesn't work without an internet connection? It's seem, That's what it seems to be because like, I'm, I'm stuck on the Dragon Plus screen and I've tried. like Because it's, is it, cause it's trying to update the news feed, but it can't? I think so. Yeah. So, and you can't even get into the issues. That's that's an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, I'll say on like I'll, I'll say maybe there's some sort of user error that I didn't expect, but uh, I can't seem to. Yeah. I mean, if that it, I don't know. It feels to me like that's uh, an issue, probably less with Dragon Plus and more with Newsstand. Mm-hmm. So. So that um, the other cool thing that is a, a functionality thing uh, that that I liked um, that I haven't I've played around a little bit with but not a huge amount is that um, if you go to a particular article, you can actually there's like a little uh, email button and you can email a link to someone, but it doesn't email them a link to like I emailed it to myself and so I opened it in my random email address, not like on Gmail and not connected Mm. to any account with wizards or anything Mm -hmm. and it gives you a link and when you go to the link on my browser it actually pulls up the article on my browser and i don't have anything you know there's no like you know dragon plus thing on my browser so it pulls up the article and it's doc it's formatted 
as appropriate for that article. Like mm-hmm. I emailed myself the Goliath article thing and mm-hmm. it came up and it's right in my browser. It's really, that's a nice feature because my thing was the pro and it's, this is why I'm bringing this up after what Tracy just said is that the problem is if you're not online, you can't get access to these things. And so I haven't actually saved any of those articles for my email or anything like that, but it really troubles me anytime you present content and the only time it's accessible is if you are online because I'm not always online. Sure. And, and so, in the same way, the, the new issue has a, a page or an article called Audio and Video Highlights where they're just sort of highlighting mm-hmm. what's been going on in the D&D podcast and on, on some YouTube channels talking about things and whatever. I'm looking forward to the day when the Tome Show shows up. You know, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> whatever. Um, but but that's actually utilizing some of the the good functionality that that these kinds of things can do, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got you know here's here's a video for Sword Coast Legends, and I can click the play button on it, and it actually opens it up and streams it and plays it. They could also embed the whole video in there, but then each download for each issue is going to start getting really big, right? So so mm-hmm. having it be streaming, while it means you can't. Do, interact in those specific ways uh, unless you're online um, it's probably ultimately better that way just because you don't want to start clogging up everybody's um, devices with, mm-hmm. with massive magazine articles right so so they're utilizing a lot of that functionality in a, in a really um, good way uh, is there any other functionality um, or format thoughts well, I just I, I, I go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I just particularly like the way where they've seemed to be able to meld now the old print material and websites and just be able to to take the the highlights of both of those and put it into a format that people are using now. You know, forever we've heard Wizards needs to get its act together in terms of digital tools, mm-hmm. and while this is maybe a just a first step, they're there. You know, you can use this uh, in ways that you couldn't use just print material or just websites. So I, I like that step forward in their thinking. Yeah, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a step forward. It's it's maybe a bit of a baby step, but it's a step forward, right? Yeah. So uh, I also noticed, um, like they they've tried hard to create some some interactivity and functionality. Like if you look at the the letter the letter from the editor section that's in the front of each article. You get little links to each all the places where you can find D&D. You get links to surveys. Uh, and you also get a little button where you can actually email the, the editor of the magazine. Um, I don't know how well that works in the second issue, but I can tell you if you email um, from the first issue, it ends up bouncing back to you several times and then failing. Because <laughs> I reached out to Matt Chapman, the editor of, of Dragon Plus, trying to see if he'd want to come on for this episode and never got a hold of him. So, uh. so whatever the email address is that he had, uh, at least wasn't working those several days that I tried to reach out to him. So Matt, if you're listening to this, yeah. we'd love to talk to you sometime about <laughs> Dragon Plus and, and how it's going. <laughs> So the the other issue that I have heard um, three or four people have is that several people didn't understand what Dragon Plus was. So when they went on, you know, you have to click on the actual magazine for it to take you into the magazine. Otherwise, right. if you just scroll down, all you're getting is the news feed. And the news feed, honestly, just looks like... The, and I'm sure this is what they did because it's a news feed. They just look for any appropriate link that talks about D&D and it throws it on there. 
Um, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Not, I'm sure they're just compiling those three different RSS I'm sure. feeds. Yeah, yeah, it's just a scrubber. They're they're pulling it in there. You know, there it is. Yeah. Um. And I've I've seen several people comment that it's very confusing for them. And se- several people said, "Is this even a magazine? I just all I see are these links to these things, and I don't know what's going on." Mm. And and there's really never you know until you actually click on the article and it opens up and then it tells you, "Oh, here's how the." how the article scrubber works within right. the magazine issue and here's what you do to get the controls to come up until you actually see that it can be a little confusing in fact i was confused the first time i opened it up and i was like well in my my iphone was having a hard time cuz i don't have my iphone connected to facebook mm-hmm. um for work reasons and mm-hmm. so so it was trying really hard to like search for a Facebook user ID for me so that it could attach all of these different, you know, it eventually didn't do that. It didn't do that again. It eventually just started loading and not worrying about my Facebook profile, but it was very confusing to me at first. And I was a little bit disappointed when it first came out because I thought, well, that's junk. I don't want that. I can scrape my own news, you know? Um, But once I realized, Oh, 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 there really is a magazine here. It was brilliant. I really like it. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's interesting that you talk about that, right? Because I think some of that is a failing of, uh, at least in our cases, because we're all using Apple devices, right? I think some of that is a failing of of Apple, um, not in that it's not intuitive to work or whatever, but they launched um, the newsstand years ago now, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's ever really caught on. Like this is the first thing I've ever actually used in the newsstand, and so it took me a little while to figure out how it works because they never really made it useful for me before, right? This is the yeah. first thing that's come up that I actually wanted to pay attention to. Right. So um, on Android, which I have open now, um, it's not it's not under the new stand. Android also has a, because it's the Google Play Network or whatever, mm-hmm. they also have a newsstand function, but the magazine, Dragon Plus, is not under the newsstand for Android. It's under apps. So you have to search under apps, not, not newsstand, which is why I didn't have it before. And if you um, install it then, does it install as a standalone app or does it install it, within newsstand? Um, I'm not sure because okay. I, <laughs> oh, I just installed it and opened it, so I haven't seen it, what menu it's under. But okay. what happens is on the right-hand side, you get little pictures of each issue and you get the option to download – or archive that issue if it's already downloaded. If sure. it's not downloaded, you get the option to download. And it comes up as an actual issue thing that's separate from the news feed, which is very prominently says news beside it. You right. know, um, So it's a little bit better format, I think, actually. And not just because it's a bigger, you know, because my iPhone is obviously a smaller screen than my sure. Android. Yeah, well, so I, I think, oh, sorry. It's okay. I was just going to say, I think the presentation in, in terms of this package on the Android is actually better. Hmm. Um, but I'm I'm kind of glad I did the iPhone first because I saw the sort of crappy, <laughs> the, the crappy sort of setup. And I learned how to work through that. Now I like it. So, I like, so now the other one's easy? You know, so now the other one is like, oh, okay, well, it's just different, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I read some uh, review, like people talking about uh, Dragon Plus. Uh, online and one of the common things, and I and I understand like that uh, Jeff that you keep saying like oh that might just be an Apple thing, but I mean it, it's kind of hard to separate out the yeah no it doesn't matter whether it's Apple's yeah. or Watsy's fault right it's 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 a problem with that people are having. One of the problems that uh, I I did come across and pe- multiple people had mentioned was sometimes it's hard to actually go between the uh, articles. Oh. In the, 
like it's actually hard to swipe and have the swipe work consistently mm-hmm. yeah and and stuff like that i find i have to sometimes swipe two or three times before it actually catches for some reason right you, yeah apple's really pretty good at the, about this kind of stuff and yet for some reason uh the their magazine formatting just I, doesn't quite do it yeah and i haven't used other newsstand things that i don't know which part like if it if there's something that like i don't know if it's just that's how newsstand works or not yeah yeah so t- jeff to answer your question that you asked me a minute ago on on the android it's not under the new stand app it's a standalone it's a standalone app, app. okay yeah. Which, which honestly creates one less barrier, right? If you're not going to read a lot of magazines um, through your device, mm-hmm. that's probably preferable, right? I've right. always been a little annoyed that, that Apple made me have a newsstand app when I have no magazines. Like, it's just taking up space that I don't need right. to take up. Yeah, and um, you can't get rid of it. It's just there. And right. if you don't have any magazines in it, it's empty, but it just it's still there. Empty. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, at least now there's something in mine. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sam, did, uh, have you been able to look at any of the articles yet? No, I'm I'm still my computer is uh, I haven't turned on my tablet in a long time, so it had to run all these updates. Ugh. So oh, sorry. okay. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Yeah, I was just gonna say one of the things that was uh, that I so sometimes had issues with with longer articles, the scrolling and not mm. having pages set up was kind of difficult. Mm. I suppose, especially if it's if it's long enough that you don't finish the whole thing, and you want to come back to it. Um, is there a good bookmarking functionality if I'm halfway through one article? I know there's a way of like favoriting an article, right? But I don't think there's a way of like bookmarking a certain area so you can remember to come back to that paragraph or whatever. Yeah, I have not tried that. I, I couldn't see anything that was immediately obvious, so I didn't count on yeah. having that. I'm trying to I, – I there's nothing there. I'm there right now. So yeah, that's a thing. Any other like format and functionality things before we talk a little bit about the content? Well, once you're in the magazine and it has the little thing where you can pick which article you want to go to, I actually like that because on my phone it shows a little picture of the first page of each article. Mm. And it's easier than than swiping through every single page to get to the one that you want. So the, that's you, sort of another one of The thumbnails at the those. bottom, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the, the thumbnails, yeah. They call, it, they call it the article scrubber function, whatever, whatever. that means. <laughs> um, but it's just a way to get to each first page of any article, whatever. But I like that because I feel like it's also a good implementation of why they would go digital. You know what I mean? Like, right. I guess my thing is... If you're going to go digital, then you better do something with the magazine that makes it better and easier and faster and just plain better than if you had a paper one or than if you had just a website browser one. And it feels like they're trying to do that. So I'm pretty satisfied. Yeah. And it has a search functionality and uh, there's a lot of good things going on here. Mm -hmm. Any other format or functionality thoughts to share? All right, then let's talk about content. What do we think about the content of the magazines? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I'll start. This, the silence is golden. I think I'll start then. Uh, I think the content is improving, which is tough to say when you're only two, epi- two issues in, right? Um, I, I felt like, uh, and people were c- correct, I think, in a lot of their assessment of the first issue, and that it's mostly just content rehashed from other places. 
Um, most of that had been published in other places, their their Tumblr page or their or the the D and D website or whatever, uh, and they just sort of recompiled it and put it there. Dragon Plus has a lot less of, or the second issue of Dragon Plus has a lot less of that. Uh, it's a lot more original content, um, or at least it seem it seems to be to me because I didn't find these anywhere else. Um, did anybody else have any thoughts on on the whole rehashing of content thing? Well, I would hope that would be reduced more and more as more and more issues come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little, you know, I, and I had this complaint about Dragon Magazine and Dungeon Magazine in the 4th edition era. I liked Dragon Magazine when it was a whole RPG magazine, so to speak, that it had ads from other companies, ads for miniatures, ads for other role-playing games, ads for conventions, mm-hmm. you know, um, ads for websites. Ads you really for want more games. ads. I, well, it's not the ads. It's, the, it's not the ads. It's the idea that if you, I, I don't just mean ads. I mean articles too. Right. I mean they used to write allow articles and write articles about a variety of different games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand they want to focus, of course, on D and D. But I feel like there are enough games that aren't really directly competing with D and D that they could also have articles about that it would that it would expand the worldview maybe of of a lot of of D&D players that haven't had exposure to a lot of different games. I don't know. I I'm just more of a I would rather instead of it just being a an organ to to stump for D&D, it could be an organ for RPGs as a whole. Yeah, well, and honestly that's um more so than it ever has been before. If this is the new Dragon Magazine, um, it's really at this point just a promotional piece, right? Right. Uh, yeah. the, yes. It's articles, but it's articles intended to sell more D and D, right? It's not advice. It's not mm-hmm. you know new content or new like uh, you know you're getting like, there's a, a Forgotten Realms story in here which is um, kind of sort of connected to the computer games, mm-hmm. um, but it's mostly talking about hey here's new stuff coming out or here's an interview with Ed Greenwood to get you ready for his new book or Hey, we here's this deal we made with Fantasy Grounds. Let's talk all about it so you can go play D&D on Fantasy Grounds and and it's it's decent like D&D news. Um but it the magazine has always included way more than just that. I right? don't know how old you guys are, but <laughs> I remember when Dragon Magazine was the internet for gamers. Mm. There was no internet. The only thing that you had to look at if if you didn't buy a published adventure was Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it used to even the older the older issues, if you go way back, they actually listed DMs in the back of the magazine. Oh, yeah? Little not even like classified ads as much as just, oh, here's the list of the, you know, some of the RPGAs from some of the different regions, RPGA member DMs. Mm. And it would have like their address, and so you could write them a letter <laughs> if you want. I mean, it was like you know when you go back, you go you know go back to episode or, or issue thirty four, you know. So, yep. Sean, I think I'm older than you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's quite a race. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's because, yeah, yeah. You know, I, but I remember the time when when Dragon Magazine meant that, and so mm-hmm. the the twenty first century Sean is like, oh look, this is pretty cool. There. They're bringing technology in, and, and they're using it, and using it fairly well. But then the Gragnard Sean is going, this is not Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a series of marketing pieces right. that, 
that is being you know, given to us, and some of it's interesting. Some of it's interesting to everyone. Some of it might be interesting just to a few, but at least it's something. But there's no RPG in this RPG-centric uh, product. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only well, thing we in the first issue we got some RPG content in the form of Goliath stuff, but that was just rehashed from from the website, right? So we had that anyway. Well, and my thought when I was reading it was actually a lot of it was about the new um, vision for D and D. Because the thing is, I mean, we've always had D and D video games as the one history of D and D video games uh, article helped us <laughs> see, um, but it feels like. Uh, while there was a, a bit of an overlap in the different audiences, they didn't always necessarily communicate uh, at the same time about all versions of D&D. Mm -hmm. And this seems like it's trying to get a little closer to that. Mm -hmm. Where, like... Um, and I thought that was kind of cool, because I actually I was out of touch with the current uh, computer and video game versions. Mm -hmm. um, but it still kind of still felt a little too promotional for me. It feels very... Well, and I think it's obvious that it, how promotional it is, because... Um, there's like, if you look at the, the credits at the very, very end of the second issue, there's like three people that wrote it. Uh, well, four people, I guess who, who can three people who contributed. But if you look at the byline on almost every single article, it's the editor in chief. Like, well, that's kind of like old school though. When Guy <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of old school, but but it's even more indicative of this is just a marketing department or a wing of the marketing department, you know? That's Ben Franklin old school right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean yeah, I, said Sean said what I was trying to say earlier about the ads much more succinctly when he talked about just what the content is in the magazine. Mm -hmm. And I, I completely agree, and I agree with what Tracy just said too. I feel like that's why I said though that I hope that or I and I think that maybe the articles will improve. Yeah. Um because if they don't people are going to quickly move away from this because it's just an advertisement and people don't people who are looking at this they're the ones who don't need the advertisement you well, know what i mean and it's funny because i think watsi has some history of this of this sort of thing right where they they try something out but they don't want to invest too heavily into it because they're not sure if it's going to take off but mm -hmm. then, of course, it doesn't take off because they didn't invest into it, right? <laughs> so, like, Dragon Plus could be great if they brought in freelancers and, like, doubled the content of each issue and there was all this other stuff involved as well. Like, I think we'd all be gung-ho for it. Hey, it's the return of Dragon. Great. Um, but they're not going to – they're not doing that. And I wonder, is, is that them waiting to see if it's successful? And then, of course, it's a chicken or, or the egg thing, right, Tracy? Well, oh, and I was going to say is, like, I'm not entirely convinced that the people – uh, who are already reading it aren't the people that need the advertisements because, like I said, I, I didn't know a lot of the the video and computer game stuff that was going out. But they're and they're trying to create a. It feels like they're trying to create a market where you move between those, or at least they're trying to get those different communities to, to talk to each other more because they're playing the same adventures or mm -hmm. through similar storylines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Tracy is making an excellent point because what we've seen wizards do with D&D is start licensing parts of it out. Right. You know, not the adventures are going this way and the uh, card game and the miniatures are going this way and the video games are going this way. And so they actually do need something like this. I think that's what Tracy's saying. It to bring all of this together and let everyone know what's going on even though there's different companies working on it. 
No, I yeah, and they have a lot of the RPG content on their website, which makes a lot of sense. And in theory, that in some ways you can argue that's part of Dragon Plus because they have the news feed, even though it's not part of the quote-unquote magazine. And it's mostly video game stuff that's part of the magazine. Mm. Well, I mean, at this point, we have, we have two yeah. issues, and the second issue is, is thematically focused on video games. So um, I don't know if we can say that it's the, the magazines are video game focused yet. Maybe we'll have to come back and revisit this in a year or something. Yeah. yeah. I think what we haven't I... seen and what we need to see soon is I am a DM or I am a player. What are you going to tell me? That's going to make the game more fun, more interesting, better for me because yeah. of these articles. What advice and or content or or ideas or a sage, bring back the sage advice, which was a staple for a long time, you know? Um, yeah. There's all kinds of and things they could do. I don't even think it needs to be an ad- full adventure or this new race. As long as – you could even give like a history of something as mm-hmm. long as some of those nuggets that they're putting in will give DMs something to hold on to. You know, use uh, – uh, for Dragon Back and Forth Edition, I, they asked me to write a history of the Inn of the Welcome Wench mm-hmm. from the Village of Hamlet. And so I started to do that, go through how it was used in different adventures and in video games. But then you, know, you put in – if you're using it in a campaign, here are some things you can do. And mm-hmm. that melds those two things. And I think that's really what they need to to be looking towards when they make these articles. Yeah. And I appreciate that they're trying to start small and then build. Um, but at the same time, it, um, it, 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 because of that, it misses sort of the spirit of what Dragon Magazine has been. Uh, and when I see that one guy wrote 90% of it, it's it's not really Dragon Magazine. It's the Matt Chapman Magazine about D&D, right? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know who Matt Chapman is. I'm sure he's a lovely guy that writes beautifully. Um, but at the same time, like, Dragon Magazine historically has been a way of giving new people an opportunity to, to work in D&D. And that's how they discover new talent. And are they ever going to discover new talent through a magazine that's published, that's, you know, entirely written by one guy? I think a bigger question is, do they even care about new talent? Yeah. When, I suppose. Well, if if your R&D RPG department is smaller than your marketing department. Mm-hmm. And, they, know, and, and they hire out, they license see, out all the, all the writing work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except so. for organized play stuff, right? Well, no, that's all hired out as well. That's all, yeah, that's all. Well, it's freelance. It's not, it's not studio, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just meant it wasn't necessarily licensed out, but yeah. Oh, right, right. The only thing that they do, right, the only Wizards direct writing right now is through the adventure, or expeditions. Right. Because they haven't, I mean, and Watsy hasn't produced a, uh, published a product on their own since the DM screen. Uh, and they've announced no products coming out published or written mm-hmm. by them. So... So, you know, I guess maybe they don't need to, to have the magazine to scout out new talent because they are not hiring those people. The studios that they license to are hiring those people, and it's their problem to find the good talent. Yeah. So it appears that the Android version has the same swipe issue. Okay. Like, it, it does not like to swipe to turn the page or move around the magazine, so... Um, so that's not just an Apple thing, right. unfortunately. 
Well, yeah, and I guess that's just more um, evidence that you should use the scrubber at the bottom, right? The thumbnails. Yeah, because you because you can flip through pages really fast that way. But mm-hmm. I, I can't th- I can't flip through five or six pages quickly um, the way it is now. So. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts on uh, Dragon Plus? Well, I have a final thought. Yeah, give it to us. My final thought is, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, I like it just fine. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be very positive about it. I'm mm-hmm. pointing out all of these good things that I that I think are really nice, and they hopefully indicate what's you know to come or what's possible with this. But um, honestly, when I read it. For some of the reasons that you listed about, you know, the same person writing the majority of the articles and all of the marketing uh, focus that it has, it doesn't really make me wait with bated breath for the next issue. Like, I really don't, like, when it shows up, I'll just be like, okay, ho-hum, you know, when I get to it, maybe I'll read it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in it enough to really care about the next one that comes out. Um, And that's a problem, Mm -hmm. because I love D&D, and I... You know, I mean, this is like my, this is where all of my disposable income goes is on RPGs and games and setting up things and, and buying stuff. Um, so their marketing is failing for the demographic that I fit into. Of course, uh, granted, that's probably a small demographic, but, um, it, it's, it's not an enticing item for me to really care about as much as I like it. And it seems pretty cool. That's all it is. It's pretty cool the end mm-hmm. yeah and i'm sort of in the same place like um as much as i we i feel like we've complained a lot about the magazine um i i think one of the things we haven't mentioned is that it's free right mm-hmm. it's not like we're paying yeah. for it and then we're disappointed we're not getting our money's worth um everything we're getting is free content and you can't complain about free content um i just hope th- and it has a ton of potential I just hope that they continue to support it long enough to grow it, uh, grow their stable of contributors, and make it what it could be, to see that potential play out. And and Wizards uh, has a history of not doing that um, in some cases, and I want to see this, this play out. I want to see Dragon Magazine return in the form of Dragon Plus. Uh, and so I think, you know, 6, 7, 12 issues down the road, we could be there. We could also be so far afield that it's not worth. Oh, we could. Discussing. Yeah, I mean, but I think, but I think <laughs> if that happens six months from now, they'll just they'll just cancel it. Yeah, which is a, is a problem. I mean, sure. that's that's a problem. Other final thoughts. I um, think you guys have summed it up very well. <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is that uh, I didn't pre-order it, but it did help sell me on Sword Coast Legends. Oh, okay, cool. Really? Yeah. See, Sword Coast Legends is one of those things where, and we we could have a whole conversation about Sword Coast Legends sometimes, but it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like, if I had time, right, (laughs) I'd be playing lots of video games, but I'm a doc student and a full-time teacher and a father, and, uh, you know, my time for video games is, is light. Yeah, well, specifically, I'm interested... And the reason I didn't pre-order is because I, I really want to see how it works first. Mm-hmm. But it looks like you can create your own adventures in it. Well, I think that's what they're pushing as the killer feature. And that's the feature I would use less often because then I have to coordinate with people and I have to de- dedicate a certain amount of time to run through an adventure with others and, and do all that kind of stuff, right? It's gonna... Yeah, but I don't know how many international friends you have that play D&D. That's, that's true. Well, 
I know I, I am I am uh, acutely aware of the, of the experience that you have and and the solution that this brings you. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it it definitely feels like it's going to be a really kick butt um, uh, virtual tabletop, right? Yeah. So so for that, great. But now we're getting into news and discussion about a product that we're not actually reviewing and can't because we don't have it. So. But I think that's a, like, that's no. still a statement on, on the product itself because like it did yes. get me interested in something I didn't know about. On the mm-hmm. other hand, I, it's not really – it's not about the tabletop RPG. Right. <clears throat> I think you're right. And I and so let me just say, you know, it's perfectly okay that it's not all about the tabletop RPG, but mm-hmm. um, that's why I'm in in it. <laughs> so, you know, I and that's where my point of view comes from. So of course I don't, you know, I'm not making any statements on, you know, I used to play video games all the time and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. it, it might be great for that, and that's awesome. Um, but in terms of the tabletop virtual tabletop realm, they have a lot of stiff competition now. So, well, and I want to know. In fairness, I want to know all of this stuff. Everything in the magazine, mm-hmm. I enjoyed. And I want it to be there in the magazine. I just want more, right? I, I don't want it to just be the, the marketing promotional pieces. I want it to be other stuff, too, that makes my game better. Because that's what Dragon has always been. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the marketing pieces. I, that's all great. And I like having an idea of what's going on with the D&D brand across multiple formats and novels and video games and all that stuff. Because I can't be in it all. And, I, and I'm curious about how, you know, where things are going. So I think that's all great. I just want stuff for me, too. See, that's, that stuff could all be on a, a, the, their webpage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why does that stuff have to be in a magazine? See, I guess that's part of my my sort of consternation about this whole thing is if they're going to specifically produce a magazine-type newsstand publication on the iPhone, why does it feel like mostly ads? Because you can put ad. I mean, you could have a little bit of ads in there, but you can put a lot of helpful articles too. And you can also put a few ads and then leave most of your ads on the website because I go to the website too, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it's, I don't know. I don't mind the magazine format either. I think the, it's nice having everything compiled in one place and easy to go to. Um, I think there's a lot of positives here. Um, I just want the magazine content that we used to get. Yeah. And not just cutesy articles about dice rituals. So, Watsy, <laughs> Watsy, if you're listening, uh, there's a guy on this podcast right now, Sean, who would love to write you some articles. I'm sure. Right, Sean? I'm sure there's more than just one person here who would like to. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was trying to pull you back into the conversation, though. Oh, no, I, I am literally sitting here nodding my head vigorously. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you guys and gals are saying is absolutely how I've felt since I looked at the very first uh, version, you know, a couple months ago. So, yes. All right. Very good. Well, we'll see where it goes. And maybe we'll check back in six months or a year, depending on whether or not it feels like this thing has legs. We might have to come back in six months or else it may not be here in a year, right? Yeah. Depending on how it all plays out. But we're going to go ahead and call that the end of the episode then. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Noble Knight, as well as our guest, Sean Merwin. Sean, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at encodeddesigns.com. You can also listen to my podcast, which I do through the Misdirected Mark Network called Down With D&D uh, every other week. And that's about it. Awesome. And uh, Sam Dillon, Sam, where should people find you online? Uh, you can find me at the Play on Target 
podcast, so that's playontarget.com. You can also find me at RPG Musings or on Twitter at DM Samuel. And we'd like to thank all of you for supporting the show by shopping our affiliate links when you use Amazon or DD Classics. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email thetomeshow at gmail.com, call the biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME, that's 919-B-I-Z-T-O-M-E, leave a comment on the website, uh, and find show notes and other great Tome Show shows over at thetomeshow.com. And that's episode 253, where we hack into the Matrix to read our magazines as we <laughs> review Dragon Plus in this episode of The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The Tome, The I'm on the wall.